Hey, everybody. The Celtics recently swept the Nets in what I thought would be a closer series. Let's talk about that. Well, let's get things straight. I was completely wrong. My prediction was wrong. My prediction for games three and four were wrong. And I was wrong. That's just the overview. The defense was the key factor, which I predicted, so it wasn't a total failure of a prediction. Anyway, the defense on Durant and Kyrie was pivotal. The thing the Celtics did was cut off Durant and Kyrie's favorite shots, the elbow pull-up. Most of the time they would try that shot, there'd either be two guys or one of our centers in their face disrupting their shot, which means they would either have to shoot farther and harder shots, less efficient shots, or would be, or they would have to drive in our centers, which we'll take. Another part of the defense that was crucial was the second chance points. A good number of our points were on fast break after a steal or a block. The Celtics' defense was so active and strong that every time Brooklyn seemed like they were going on a run, the defense quickly stopped it. The zone defense was so strong against Brooklyn, who, after an entire season and after four games with the Celtics, still can't figure out what works against a strong zone defense. They were trying many different things. You know, they sometimes would put Durant as center and have a small lineup. It didn't work. Now, something that has been blowing up on social media, Kyrie and the fans. This has been a topic with... Many, many things. Were the fans wrong, or was Kyrie wrong? First, let's see a couple things. Let's get a couple things straight. The Celtics were the Celtics fans were giving the business to Kyrie, and he made some crying faces, flipped them off, and was fined fifty thousand dollars for it, which really doesn't mean anything to a man with hundreds of millions of dollars. I believe while the fans have a duty to treat players with respect and not go past minor trash talk, Kyrie should have been prepared coming back to Boston and keep his cool. Even as a famous person in general, you should know to keep how to keep your cool. Because putting yourself in public eye, there are people who will love you. There will also be people who will hate you. It's just something you have to deal with. Now I wouldn't know, but... Now everybody's favorite topic... Ben Simmons. After losing three games, it was clear they were not going to put him in the series, even if they did win game four, because it would just, it wouldn't be impractical. Putting him in an elimination game after not playing for two years would only heighten his anxiety and prevent him from playing. So I guess that was a good idea. Uh, I, I don't know if he was able to play in game one, two, three, four, but I think he kind of was. That's just my opinion. Another thing I wanted to highlight is free throws. Nicholas Claxton was famous in the series for not hit for not hitting his free throws. In game four, he missed ten free throws, and the Celtics won by four points. If he made his free throws, just like five of them, like half of his free throws, then that would have won the game. Now Simmons has been working on his shooting with Kyle Korver. Claxton can work with them too, because but that free throw situation needs to be dealt with because now it is severely hurting the Nets because the opposing team could play hack-a-clacks, which is what the Celtics did at one point during game four. Now, I think there's only a couple things Brooklyn has to do. Ditch the dead weight. 
Brooklyn has four centers on payroll, and to cut expenses, you cut the dead weight. You don't need four centers, two of which did not or barely played during the playoffs. What I'm trying to say is LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin are old, get tired easily, don't play many minutes, and are unnecessary expenses for the team. You don't need them. They're not, they don't provide much for the team. I think Drumming is a fantastic rebounder and a valuable piece to this team, which which is why he wants to be kept. he needs to be kept, I think. And Nicholas Claxon, with the right development, can turn into a very good player. He just needs time. I like Claxon's game. He just needs development. Lastly, the final thing I want to talk about is the Celtics' matchup with the Bucks. I do believe Celtics take the series in either six or seven games. From what I've seen, Chris Middleton will not be coming back. And he may be back if the Bucks advance, but I don't think he's coming back in the second round. With him being reevaluated in a week or so, he just won't be able to make the series. It's not feasible with the injury he has. The game is today at 1 o'clock. Even if a miracle happens and he, he comes back, he'll still be on limited minutes and therefore won't be able to make as much as an impact. And without Middleton, I just don't think the Bucks have enough deepness, nor do they have another guy to lead the offense other than Drew Holiday when Giannis is not around. But the fact is, I think it's going to be a six or seven series, and that just proves how highly I think of Giannis and that he'll maybe alone be able to extend it. But what, I, but what do you think? Will the Celtics or Bucks win the series? Bye-bye. This has been Nick Sports. Bye-bye.